Hi all, I'm Cullen Haynes and welcome to Law Live. My next guest is an absolute juggernaut and powerhouse in the legal sphere, known as the contracts lawyer in um, learned circles and is um, renowned in not only in Queensland where, ba- where she's based, but also Australia-wide. Could you please make very welcome Helen Kay, who's had 23 years in law from Rise Legal. How are you, Helen? I'm awesome, Colin. How are you? I'm very, very well. And I was talking to you offline. I'm so excited to have you on the show and um, that we get to do this. It's so exciting. It's been a long time in the making. This is exciting. When I looked at my calendar this morning and I saw I was on the podcast, I was like, yes. And I said to the girls in the office, I said, this is a fun one. This will be a fun one. And yeah. anything to go by with the conversations offline, we're talking about carry on, Ken Williams. I haven't talked about that in over 20 years. So <laughs> like if that's just something, anyone who knows who carry on is, come on, let's do it. But what is happening in your circle of influence? What's happening right now in your world? Wow. Well, in my in my business world, we are flipping busy, Colin. We are <laughs> flipping so busy. busy. I love that. And I've only changed that to flipping because you said about the uh, algorithms and the swearing. There was a very different word there before. Um, yeah, we, we are <laughs> so busy. In terms of trends, you know, we, we're seeing, um, you know, everything that's happening with these builders going bump. So this is yes. um, we do a lot of work with traders. So we are flat out preparing these robust terms and conditions for traders because they're finally realizing they need contracts. So that's probably yes. the part of our business. Like, get a flipping contract, guys. Get the flipping contract. Come on. Get it. Get it. You know, don't just don't spend all your time quoting. Let's get these terms and conditions out. Um, buying and selling businesses. My goodness, these are going like hotcakes. We are we are just snowed under with people who are buying or selling businesses. Um, purchase prices aren't looking too hot at the minute. Um, not about no. You know. But people are flicking and other people are, you know, getting some good bargains, I think. Um, But we're really busy with the contracts on that. Um, But really excitingly, we're really busy helping people franchise. So people want to grow. Okay. They want the extra people on the payroll. Like no one wants that. Yes. That's a pain pain in the butt. So franchising is a really great way to grow and scale and leverage without actually, um, you know, increasing your, your payroll. Um, yes. Okay. So we do a lot of that. And I, I love franchising. I'll be talking at the, um, the Gold Coast Legal Conference about franchising, um, doing some sort of secret projects. I'm in the franchising magazine on the shelves. Um, Very so, cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Look, mummy's in a magazine. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Look at you go. So you're going to help the future um, Ray Crocs of the world um, start their McDonald's or whatever the franchise may be. You're helping them rise and be successful. I certainly am. Love, love the use of the word rise there. That was... Yo, please, plug. please. Yeah. Anyone would think I should have been in marketing, I reckon. I've lost my calling. Yeah. But no. <laughs> but that is an excellent segue, Helen. What does it mean? Because your business is called Rise Legal. What does it mean to rise for you? Oh, look. It, there's, there's a lot of rising needing, needed in the law world. Um, I became very jaded. Like you said, I've been in it for 23 years. I've been at top tier. I've been at new law, old law, great law, crap law. You name it. (laughs) I have been in those environments and I've had to show up every day and show up as my best self, regardless of whether, you know, the environment was conducive to it. I've had to see some horrific things, Colin, that would just make your toes curl and how people get away with treating 
their staff like that, how they get away with treating their clients like that. It just doesn't seem as though it would happen in any other industry. Um, so my vision at Rise, rising above all of that, is to create a lifestyle law firm that people love working with. Yes. And by people, yes. I mean all the people we interact with. So whether it's the people on our team, our people, um, because, you know, you'd be surprised. Some people don't love their jobs, Colin. Some people, you know, after all this no. hard work, they found themselves in an environment that does not speak to their values and it can be soul destroying. So we're trying okay. to, you know, my vision is to, um, you know, create a lifestyle law firm that, that has those values that people enjoy working with. Um, and also the clients as well. Like, you know, I want the clients to talk kindly about us when we're not in the room. I want them oh, to. Oh, I like that. That's a good way to, good way to frame it. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I want them to have a great customer experience with us. And you and I both know Clarissa Raywood. She's great on the whole. Shout out to Clarissa experience. for sure surprise and delight you know we all we all want to surprise and delight well we do anyway and uh, you know it surprises me that other law firms aren't thinking that way and uh, many are but there's still many traditional ones that are just squeezing what they can out of their clients through you know silly practices like hourly rate billing you know it doesn't lend itself necessarily to the type of work i do um yes it, there's no reason 23 years i can fix my fees and the clients don't need to worry about how long it's going to take me. They just need to see the, the product at the end of it. Yeah, it's a good point you make there. And I think there's that cognitive dissonance, like a client walks into the, not picking on any names, but a large law firm and they see the marble staircase and the nice cushy chairs and they go, I'm paying for this, but I don't feel like I'm getting that service. Are you saying that you Frankenstein the best bits from top tier, boutique, and put them into your law firm to say, this is what we want to do and create it at a fixed fee for your clients. That, that is exactly right, Colin. So <clears throat> over those years, I've taken the best bits from all of those firms. So the quality from top tier, the way in which they deliver those advices, practical, yes. sharp to the point. Um, I've taken the, um, you know, the way in which new law are very flexible and versatile, you know, can make changes quickly. You know, um, I worked at a new law firm where it was just fantastic. You could come to them with an idea and it was implemented the next day. You I love need that. to be able to do that. Yeah, I did. Um, and still, you know, really good friends with people at that firm because I just think, you know, the way they do things is genius. Um, even though some of the traditional law firms I've worked at, they're not all bad. Um, some of them were very boutique, very focused on a particular client base. So I've taken that bit. Um, I did a, a lunch and learn a while ago to a group of lawyers. Um, you know them very, very well. And I, I likened it to playing Play-Doh. You're not at this stage with your little one yet. But when you get the Play-Doh and you've got all the colors and eventually they get mixed up, eventually you end up with bits from one and bits from another. And then you've got this strange color. It's like a brown, a purple, you know. Yes. That's kind of, that's how I feel Rise Legal is because I've taken the best bits and I've created something new from all of those learnings. I love that. I love that. And you've molded it into um, a firm that you can be proud of and that delivers real value. And we're talking about, not to give away the secret sauce, but most of your work is referral word of mouth because of the powerful outcomes that you deliver. And I think that's a testament to you as well. Um, I would advise and ask that you get your questions in now. It is 4.22 here in Sydney and Queensland now that we're not on daylight savings. So please, burning questions for this powerhouse. Do it now because this is very rare that we get um, Helen outside of her working environment or speaking to her um, and you've got access right now. YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, let's go. 
But I'd love to ask, switching gears a little bit, um, Helen, you're known as the, the contracts lawyer. Well, what is the main problem that you see that you solve um, or that you, you say, look, if you're in an elevator, this is what I do, boom. You know, I, despite the number of networking groups that I've been in, I've never quite perfected my elevator pitch. Um, <laughs> but really, I, um, I say that I, I help business owners to be proactive about their legals. They're very so good. We're, very I also liken it. If, if someone sticks around long enough to talk to me at a networking function, I'll explain to them that we sit firmly on, you know, there's a line down the middle of legal dispute. We sit firmly on the left-hand side. We are trying to stop people getting anywhere near that line where there's a dispute. So okay. I think there's a law firm called Go to Court. You know, if we could do, we would be do not go to court. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. So firmly over the other side. We are so left-wing from that that um, I often liken it to, you know, you've, you've got your heart surgeon for when you've had your heart attack, and that's like your litigator. Yes. Or you've got your allied health professionals, you've got your dietitian, you've got your physio, your, 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 you know, this is speaking to your world here. You've got your exercise coach, your physio. All of those things are going to try and stop you from ever ending up with the heart surgeon, you know, fixing you up after a heart attack. So we're That's on that right. side. We're on the preventative side that businesses can come to us and go, you know, lay it all out. This is what we've got. What do we need to be doing? What can we do proactively to avoid any legal costly issues arising in the future? Yes, yes. Well, I love that. And I would invite the people who own um, Go to Court, maybe we can have a debate with Helen about the merits of that business model compared to hers of do not go to court or how to do keep you out of court. court. Yeah, I'll put that and on my T-shirt. Yeah, put that. I and I love that prevention is better than cure because it's so true. You know, no one ever wants to go to a doctor um, when they're healthy. Um, so you should be doing those things to avoid actively avoid that. So I think absolutely. that's the first time I've heard that analogy. And I think it is absolutely brilliant. Wouldn't have expected anything else from you. Um, it was at a function the other day, actually. And I was talking to some lovely ladies about that. It was one of the International Women Day functions. And I was explaining to them. And one of the ladies really grasped onto it. And she goes, that is brilliant. I've never heard anything. And she scuttled off and she came back with a journalist. And she's like, this oh, wow. Magazine. She goes, this is brilliant. And then another journalist arrived and they were like, well, you know, I want to do a piece on you. And, you know, so I'm speaking to them at the minute. And I know it's not it's not completely unique. That's what commercial lawyers should be doing. They shouldn't be feeding the commercial litigation team in their firm. No, they, they should be no. completely separate. And I know I did join one firm once where the litigation partner came to me and sort of took me out for a, a boozy lunch and said, brilliant, you know, we've got a commercial team now. You guys are going to feed all the all the um, disputes to us. And I said, no, because I put a dispute resolution clause in my contract. And he nearly choked on his bourbon. <laughs> well, what am I here for? Well, that can stop right now, young lady. Let's not put those in. And I said, well, no, there's an, an ethical issue here. Those are going in my contracts. No, it's a, it's a good point that you fight for that because it shows that you're actively trying to stop that getting to that stage. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's it. So, you know, asking about, you know, what we do, that's one element of what we do. I always explain that we've got three peers at Rise Legal. So that's what I call business protection. Okay. That's like business 101. If you're in business, you know, even if you own a law firm, if you know someone in business, they need to start thinking about business protection. We also do business transactions, which is probably the biggest headache, um, but we still love doing them. Those are the business sales, the purchases, the leases, you know, all the sort of 
money way. These are when people will be sort of coming to talk to you guys as well, you know, trying to get some get some cash in the bank to try and do something Let's a little bit exciting. Um, and then franchising, as we were talking off air before, franchising is my passion. Um, used to do a lot of that when I was at Freehills um, for, you know, the likes of Metcash. So I've always kept my foot in the door with franchising and now we do loads in that space. That's fantastic. Okay. And what is it about the franchise model that you really like? Is it like sort of a turnkey system that anyone can self-actualize as long as they follow the systems? Is that the element that you like or is there something else? Oh, that's a really clever question. I hadn't thought about it before. It just seems really, um, it's well organized. Um, the code of conduct is, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty easy to follow, but it's so heavily regulated. I love working in those heavily regulated spaces. Um, yes. I, had a, I had a brief stint in, you know, aged care and retirement living. And, um, you know, it's always great to be able to do commercial law, but do it in, in a regulated space where, you know, there's not many other people operating. There's something fun about franchising. It's, it encompasses everything. And this is what I'll be talking about at the conference. It encompasses everything because it encompasses trademarking, which is something I'm really keen on. It encompasses how you structure. It's legal documents. It's, you know, processes, procedures. And I'm so process driven. I have e-mythed the life out of Rise Legal. Like we've got operations manuals for everything. You can't, we can't do anything without there being a checklist. Good point. I like that. It's very process driven. And as long as you've got the steps lined up, you can build yourself for success. And there's a, you've probably seen it. There's a great movie based on Ray Kroc's life, the founder of McDonald's. And it talks about the two different people, like a franchise model probably doesn't work for people who don't want to get their hands dirty or want to really put themselves in there. It's really for go-getters who really love, you know, systems and things working. Um, and really those kind of people that want to delve in. And I guess that's the clients that come to you to get that Absolutely. set up, which is good. Yeah, yeah, we get yeah. people coming to us who they've grasped onto the idea of franchising. So they'll say to us, you know, I want to franchise my business. And I'll have, we always have an initial free call. I think it's really important to give people your time like that. And yes. then I'll, I'll ask them, you know, the, the sort of Simon Sinek, why? Why do you want to why? franchise? You know, why? Ask them their why. And that's a big thing. Um, and then we kind of delve into it. And then I'll say to them, look, I do have longer calls like i have strategy calls that you can pay for we've set it up you can pay them online they're all linked to my calendar it's all very high tech at rise legal um, uh, tech or touch i love that and you've got yeah. definitely got the tech built out and it's having all that tech you know it hasn't replaced it, it's freed up the humans it's freed us up to do more so you know any software just, just send it to me and i'll trial it because i'm loving all this software but yeah we always jump on one of these strategy calls a franchise strategy call and the one thing that I'm trying to figure out on that is, is it a franchise or could there be another way in which to achieve this goal that's probably a little bit less intensive? Because the franchising yes. is, you know, it's a full it's a full relationship with the law around your lawyer and it's ongoing because you've got to keep complying. It's the compliance is constant. It's not a one off. Yeah, it has to, it's, it's constantly evolving as your business grows mm. and as it changes. So that's a good point and a good call out, I must say. Um, and it's kind of a um, nice little um, change gear into um, AI because obviously it's very heavy um, lawyer driven, the, the franchise model and what you're working on on the contract side. But AI is obviously the buzzword du jour at the moment. Um, and I know Jerome from the Lawyers Weekly, I'm getting um, breaking news articles on AI every day. Do you think it is going to replace contracts and commercial lawyers? There, Helen. Mm. 
That's really interesting. And I did do a blog on this only the other day, actually. I don't know if you saw that. Um, that's what prompted this question. But I actually, here's the funny thing. I asked ChatGPT to write me a blog on will um, commercial lawyers be replaced by AI. So ChatGPT told me no. Yes. ChatGPT yes. is firmly, AI is firmly of the belief that it will make our lives easier. Um, and I think personally we'll have to get rid of maybe some of the paralegals, especially in those big firms that are doing the research. I think yes. the AI will replace that without a doubt. Um, yes, but, for sure. But ChatGPT told me, and I believe it, that there's limitations to the capabilities of AI. Um, whilst AI can provide legal information and guidance based on pre-existing data and platforms, it's actually not able to understand the unique circumstances of each client's business operations. No, it's going to be that's a, a long good point. way off being able to understand that uniqueness, which is again what lawyers need to spend the time as a human to understand. Take that human element out. You know, if a client phones up and says they want a shareholders agreement and then a, a secretary or a paralegal quotes them for a shareholders agreement, opens a file, and then it finally lands on the lawyer's desk who goes, well, that's not what they need at all. It's a share sale. You know, it's these things can happen without a human, and that could happen with AI, just going down the wrong track, producing the wrong document that wasn't needed in the first place. Um, Good point. AI can generate responses, um, again, built on that data, but it's not able to provide the same level of creative problem solving and strategic thinking that human lawyers can do. And again, that comes with experience. You know, it's taken me, I would say probably about 10 years, 10 years ago, I really started feeling confident that I could go and sit down, listen to a client's problems, their goals, and actually strategize some solutions without having to yes. check in with seniors, all that kind of thing, and actually be really confident that I knew what the best scenarios were and, and how they would pan out. It's a real like eye-opening moment that you get when you become a true senior lawyer. And again, AI are not going to get to that point where they, they can you know, strategize like that. And also mm. the level of communication and negotiation skills. Like, mm. you, you know, all those soft negotiation skills. I remember learning them when I was at top tier, like where you sit the other side, you know, with the sun in their eyes. And do you offer them water or not, depending on do you sit them next to your client? You know, that kind of thing. And, and it still pans out on the phone, you know, um, how we negotiate these things. Do we go in all friendly? Do we go in bullshit? AI are not going to be able to do that. No. And they can't read the room and it does hallucinate yeah. a lot, AI. It'll just waffle. Um, you yeah. know, if it doesn't doesn't have the data there, it'll just waffle, waffle, waffle. I've noticed this on a few things. So I, and I'm of the same contention and belief too. That it'll make our lives easier, but it won't necessarily replace your role. Um, or my or my role in title will just make it easier. That's yeah, exactly, point. and that's brilliant. Like, bring it on. There's there's so Come many on. AI platforms now that I've subscribed to, and um, you know, early early investor. So actually invested in these softwares and and helping input into them. And when they come out, and when they help the legal industry, they're going to be fantastic. And I'm so excited. Oh, I'm looking forward to them as well. And let's um keep an eye and maybe we can um, circle back on a second episode to see how mm. they went in future. But this is an interesting one. This is a very Oprah-like question. Um, do you have to love what you do every day to be successful? Hell yeah. Of course you do. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So for me, if, and it, this is probably something that I've got <laughs> from probably one of my favorite podcasters, 
um, is for me, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Oh, so is that um, Derek Sivers? Who's oh, that? no, this is um, Rob Dial from Mindset Mentor. Oh, okay, good. Good old well, Rob. Shout out to Rob. Been a bit of Rob Dial Jr. Um, yeah, so if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. So I really don't spend my time doing anything that wasn't I wasn't 100% in. Um, and I think yes. that you're more likely to have a genuine interest and passion for your work and stay motivated. How on earth are you supposed to be able to take action towards a goal if you're not actually motivated? Positive motivation. So you're more likely to push through any challenges and any setbacks if you actually care deeply about what you're doing. That's a, that's a really good point, actually. And if you're not feeling it in your gut, then why would you do it in the first place? And why are you wasting your time? One of my good friends, James Dapache, resonates with that. Shout out to James at Chamberlain's. He's a partner there, director. He says that as well. Like, if he doesn't want to do something, he'll just say no. And he won't even give a reason. Um, and it's quite jarring. But let me tell you, he lives his life by that rule. And, you know, people respect him for it. And I think you've got to have the power to use that word no more in your life. So if you say no to the unimportant things, you can say yes to the more important things and really exactly. love it as you were talking that, about. That comes with age now, but I am seeing it more and more in the younger generations than it ever was when I was at that stage. I think, you know, yes. again, that's why we built the lifestyle law firm because people do want a life. You know, we're here on the Gold Coast. The alternative to work, you know, for some good commercial law experience here on the Gold Coast would be to jump on a train and go into Brisbane. Well, there's an hour yes. and a half out of your day each way. Each so, way. You know, each way, pretty much. I'm probably being a drama queen, but it is, it's a long, arduous journey on the not the nicest trains. So you've really got to be passionate about what you do to live on the Gold Coast and work in Brisbane. Um, you know, we've, we've come up with an alternative. We've got some people working from home. We've got people, we've got people in Melbourne, um, Sydney, people who work remotely, as well as people who come into the office. Um, but yeah, I just, I just really feel as though you've got to, you've got to absolutely love what you do and, and you've got to share the values of, of who you're at. I love running my own law firm. Absolutely love it, especially because this is second time round for me. Rise Legal was in Perth many, many years ago and then I relaunched. I re-rose from the ashes a couple of years ago. <laughs> you're like but a I, phoenix. Yeah, like go. a phoenix, yeah. yeah. You've never seen Phoenix Nights, have you, with Peter Kay? No, I haven't. Yeah. Tell me more. You'll have to watch that. That's, if you love British humour, that one's a classic. I do. But, Phoenix um, Nights, I'm making a note. I'm making a note. Phoenix Nights, oh, it's funny. Um, yeah, I just love the creative side of owning my own business. So, you know, putting together the, uh, all the, even the things I was talking about before, the guides, the processes, I actually love jumping into the software and programming the workflows um, because then I know that everyone, every matter is going to follow the same sequence. And, and just silly things like we've got um, competitions running internally, silly competitions with sometimes silly prizes, um, but just, just sort of coming up with all of that, which, you know, just wouldn't have floated in most of the other firms I was at. No, it, it's a good point, actually. It's a good point. Like we've got, um, and you, you probably do the similar sort of thing. We've got like complimentary coffee cards we give out each day. And who would have thought that people would do, do anything for a coffee card, but they do. Like you start off the morning meeting and go, you have a riddle and go, what has a, um, a bed but doesn't sleep? And everyone's like, oh, I want that coffee card. I, it's a river. And, or you go, who's got the sharpest rate? You hold up the coffee card. They all want it. Um, and you don't, if you don't have that fun element, you get the disengagement. It's, it's yeah. just a little tweak. But you're obviously, and the team at Rise are, are, are bought into that. And I love how you make it fun and gamify it, it which is good. It's got to be fun. I remember one firm I worked at, 
um, there was a new a new guy had started, and we were all trudging into the morning meeting. He did he did a meeting in the that quite early one day each week, and yeah. the, the young guy the young guy said to his senior associate who was mentoring him, he said, "Do I need to bring anything with me?" The senior associate who was dragging his heels turned round with his shoulders slumped and went, "The will to live." <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh my God, it's really like a Dante. Divine comedy, abandon all hope ye who enter here at some of these firms. But obviously that's not the culture at Rise Legal. I love that. Um, What are the passion projects you're working on now there, Helen? What's happening? Well, I am videoing the heck out of everything. Okay. That's that's this quarter's goal is to video the heck out of everything. So anything I do that needs to be done again is going to be videoed. I'm going to go loom crazy. So like yesterday, I was reviewing a heads of agreement of lease and I just stopped and I went, right, loom on. This is what I'm doing. I was speaking into my microphone. So now I've got a how to review a heads of agreement of lease video. Boom. With, we're with all client data, obviously anonymized. There you go. Yeah, all yeah, it's for internal use mostly, but I did, yeah, change the address to like, you know, to Acacia Drive and Bob Smith. <laughs> um, so it could it possibly in the future who knows yes. who knows what these videos are going to be used for but at the minute the important thing is to get these videos done yes i think that's so incredible and that's really buying into that gary Vaynerchuk model of document mm. don't create don't think oh how am i going to make this useful actually just go oh record it like you're record doing it. yeah perfect Absolutely. i love yeah, that just, just get it done and then i'll figure out like you know i want to do a course i want to do this i've, I've got so many squirrels everywhere running around but I have to focus on F-O-C-U, focus, focus on one course until successful. So at the moment, I am videoing the heck out of everything. Perfect. Because if you chase two rabbits, you catch none. So focus on the one rabbit. And I'm a vegetarian, so I can say that. Um, <laughs> what would you like to see change in law? And this can be as controversial as you want. The, contra- more, the, the more controversial, the better, Helen. Oh, it will be. everyone tune in please so what i would like to happen is i want to see all the dinosaurs retire bye bye gone see ya ya. thanks thank you for your service here's your pen (laughs) off you go go now toodle put onto the golf course wherever you're going just go we don't need you anymore and actually you do more harm than good Uh, they're so frustrating to deal with on the other side really frustrating um you know stories that make your toes curl but this is the worst bit they are teaching their juniors the same behaviors and those behaviors are done those behaviors have no place in the legal world so it needs to stop there's an old british comedy which i'm sure you've seen with the um psychiatrist at the side of the table and he says he's going to tell her two words and to write them down and he says stop it this is what needs to happen they need to stop it a good point very very good and i think that's gonna um uh, resonate well when we cut that into a bite-sized um video there <laughs> so, just going, stop it stop it that's it stop it absolutely i, I also heard an anecdote i don't know if this is true or not but anecdotally um there was a um a, a legal partner in a firm um having a heart attack and fell on the floor um and the other partner you know went to go and help but actually just stepped over him and saved the work that he was working on. I don't know if that story is true, but I hope that's not a true anecdote. 
Quite possibly. Some of the firm, one in particular of the firms I worked at, I could imagine that happening. Oh my goodness! But so that—that's the main. Cha- that's the main change. All the dinosaurs from the Jurassic and um, Cretaceous period. You want to see retire fully, and their behaviour's gone with them. Let's just pack it all up. I feel as though these people learnt what they learnt from their partners many years ago um, behind a mahogany desk, and they've popped <laughs> everything they've learned into a mahogany box. You know, with like a roller decks, all index. Yes. They've popped yes. it in there. Yes. They've locked it, and they've gone. If it's not in this box. I'm not bothered with it. You know, it's the go through, not, not learning it. And that can't, we've got to learn. We need to learn tomorrow what we don't know today. Like we've just got to keep learning and growing and changing and tweaking and, and trialing and, and listening to our clients. And, and they're not doing any of that. No, good point there, Helen. And, and as Bill Ash would say, I'd like to challenge you. What would you like to see fill that vacuum with said dinosaurs leaving the profession? What would you like to see in its place? Oh, look, when you say that, my visualize, my visualization is a room full of happy lawyers. Obviously, I'm in the happy lawyer, happy life group with the wonderful Clarissa Raywood. Yes. And when, you, when we have our annual retreat, that room is filled with amazing, inspirational law firm owners who are all doing something different, who are all pushing the norms, who all value their clients and their team. Um, and that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see the legal industry become, just loads and loads of happy lawyers. Good. That's a, it's a great mission to have and, and a really great answer to that one, Helen. Um, second, the last question, because we're getting towards the near to end of the main part of the stream. If you could impart any lesson to professionals tuning in, that could be lawyers or otherwise, what would you like them to walk away with having listened to you, the one, the only Helen Kay? Look, I'd want to say, just going on from, follow a really nice segue from the last one, is don't just do things um, the way you do them because that's how they're done and that's how they have been done. Actually constantly question, is there a better way to do this? Every single time you pick up a file, is there a better way to do this? And then have a go and then test and measure and just see. It's really important to challenge the status quo rather than just accepting things the way they are. None of us yes. have to do law because we just want to do things the way we're told we we came into it because we wanted to make a difference so just make sure that you can identify opportunities for improvement and innovation we actually have an improvement meeting where we sit down and we actually all have a project we're working on that we come to the forum with and we say this is what i want to improve and it's part of our kpis we don't have time recording any of that to um you know benchmark how well our staff are doing we have a, a client happiness quotient um, but one of the things we have to do is improvement. Um, so analyze the processes. I've done the, you know, little sticky note for every step along the way. Which ones can we get rid of? You know, which ones aren't serving us? And really have a good look at it regularly. Good point. It's such, such an important point. And yeah, we do the same. We're resonating LHL and Rise Legal. We have a red chair session every month, one time every month. And the reason why it's called a red chair session is because at Amazon, they do the same thing. And that red chair represents the client. And it's like, what can we do to make the client experience better? Imagine they're in the room. And it's like, I know we can make things better in the business, but at the end of the day, they're the one that counts. So I love, I love where your head's at. And I think there's other lawyers in the profession who do that too. And you're a great shining example. So well done, Helen. Absolutely. Um, this one, yeah. I'm just going to say, Colin, I think at any point in your career as well, don't be too scared to go to a partner. If a partner's asked you to do something and told you to do it a certain way, 
I actually think that a really good partner would be really chuffed if you came in and said, look, I know you've asked me to do this, this, and this, but would it be simpler if we did this? And just take it to them and just let them stew over it, you know, and if they are one of the dinosaurs, then they'll just laugh, you know, and make you feel rubbish. But at least you know that you you brought your best self that day and you did, and, and then keep just working on it in the background. No, absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm the same. Like I, I say to my team, I've got a mind open to everything and attached to nothing. If there's something that I'm doing or the team is doing that we could do better, call me out on it. And uh, one of the team did that today, said, oh, I reckon we should do this. I said, that's a great idea. Why don't we do that? So if, you, if your cup is full and there's no room to pour, that's one of those mindset, that fixed mindset, mm-hmm. and it never works and you can't grow. Yeah. So it's, it's a good point you're making. Um, this last question is a little bit cathartic and um, uh, more... Um, I guess, uh, more reflective. When all is said and done, Helen, um, and you get to the end of your life, how would you like to be remembered? Oh, look, I, I just want to be remembered as someone who, you know, aside from family and, and, you know, raising some bloody brilliant young people who've made a mark on the world, I also personally want to be remembered as someone who made a positive impact on the legal world. So hopefully, you know, some of those happy lawyers will come and the discussion would be, you know, while they're having their sausage roll or whatever, the discussion would be about the, the positive impacts that I made, um, even if it's a small ripple. Because um, my personal mission is to make a positive impact in every interaction that I have. Incredible. Yes. And you're already doing that every, every day. So I love the, that concept. You put it out and it'll come back with those stories and, and the ripples. I think that's a nice mm. way to finish. Feel the ripples. Yeah, exactly. And where can people find you, Helen? Where are you hanging out most these days? <sighs> on the beach, on the Gold Coast? No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Behind a computer on the Gold Coast, looking at the beach on the Gold Coast. Um, beautiful view from our office. So we're obviously riselegal.com.au. Um, we can have, I'm more than happy to have a chat with anyone, even if they're thinking of um, changing their law firm, starting a new law firm, any of that kind of thing or even if they're not a lawyer and they're, they're in business and they just want to know what they don't know, just jump on a free call. Riselegal.com.au. And I'm sure you'd welcome a cheeky DM on LinkedIn as well, or people can connect with you. You're open to connect with um, like-minded people. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we get a lot of unsolicited messages these days, but if you, if you start off the message with Cullen's awesome podcast or something, it'll jump out at me. Please do that and say um, you really enjoyed it. And um, you know, I would highly recommend, and um, Emma Houston may not agree with me, if you're connecting with Helen or another legend of law or someone else, use the voicemail feature because so often we connect with people online and then you get this big sales text and it's just like, oh, like how past days that? But saying, Helen, I really loved your podcast, love to grab a coffee or a Zoom. Like, Who would have thought that that could be effective? And I, I reckon you'd get much more hit rate out of it. Try it today and connect with Helen. Thanks so much for joining us on The Law Life, Helen. And like, we've all walked away better and we felt the ripples of what you said. Oh, lovely. Well, there's my mission done. I've made a positive done. done. Tick. Tick, tick. And we will bring you back for some bonus questions in a moment. So stay tuned. Thanks, Helen. And if you know a legend of law would like to be on the show, please get in touch. Um, We come out every Wednesday on Wednesday interviewing a legend of law and we upload it to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts every week. Bye for now, everyone. Take care. Bringing you back, Helen. First question, if you could explain your role in law to a six-year-old, 
How would you do that? <laughs> Gosh. Um, so, yeah, so I'd probably explain that a commercial lawyer is kind of like a teacher, but a teacher for businesses, helping <laughs> them understand and follow the rules so they can be successful and do their job the right way. But unlike a teacher, commercial lawyers don't get to finish work at 4 p.m. and they don't get 12 to 13 weeks of paid annual leave. There you go. That's the main difference. <laughs> That's the main difference between a teacher and a commercial lawyer and the only one. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I'm going to have to show this podcast to Madam, who's a primary school teacher. I'll see if yeah. she agrees. So there you go. <laughs> um, and last one, this is quite, this is what, being a physics major back at UNSW, shout out to them. Um, going back in time, let's get in our DeLorean, kick it to 88. If you could go back in time, Helen, give yourself advice at any age. What age would you be? Where were you? And what would the advice be? My goodness. Oh, look, I'd be at high school. High school's when everything comes unraveled, isn't it? Um, they're probably like 15 at high school. Um, yes. When I, 15 going on 25, I was. Um, and I would, apart from telling myself to go and buy some shares in Apple, um, I would probably tell myself that things don't just happen to you. Everything is given to you for a reason and for a learning purpose. So accept everything that happens instead of rejecting it and then actually stop to analyze what you can learn from the experience. So obviously now with the knowledge we've got, we can go back and we can think of things that happen and what the learning point was. But at the time it was just a catastrophe. Like it was the it worst was. thing that happened in our world. So yeah, I would have loved to have known now that that was for a reason and there was a bigger reason for it. It's more a, a, like a appreciation over expectation maybe. Yeah, exactly. And I just think, you know, some people say, why has this happened? I don't think that's the right verbalizing of what, what it is. I think it's why has this been given to me? Why have I been given this thing? And what do I need to learn from it? You can't, you, you, you're never given what you can't handle. And yeah. um, I, I'm really resonating. I'm dear by what you're saying, Helen. And someone once told me this, pack, um, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know. I think if it's in the Bible. I think it's just an old Sufi poet and it's, this place where you are right now, someone circled on a map for you. Um, oh, as if wow. this is where you need to be and this is what you need to go through right now, good, bad, or indifferent. Love that. You're a big there reader like I am. Um, I, I choose do. Books. Yeah. And um, today I choose to be happy and people ask me why I'm so happy and that is it. No matter what is going on in my life, I'll probably give you the same answer. You wouldn't know what's going on behind the scenes because today... I choose to be happy. doesn't mean I take a Pollyanna look, but I think um, your mindset's so important. And I love what that advice you'd give to your younger self, Helen. I think it would be impactful if everyone did that as well. Oh, yeah. And would have avoided so many embarrassing scenarios. And thank goodness there was no social media back then. <laughs> I've heard that a lot, actually, in these streams, that thank God we don't have TikToks and videos and instant uploads of videos because it didn't capture those moments back then. Exactly. Yeah, I had to read about one of the things that happened to me in a magazine. So it, it waited a few weeks for the magazine and the front page for me to see what was happening in, in, in a particular relationship that I was having. So, you know, it would have been instant. I wouldn't have carried on for a few weeks had it, um, you know, not had to wait for print media. <laughs> That's a that's an interesting one. Oh my goodness. There you go. Well, it's been lovely chatting today there, Helen. I will get this um, uploaded for everyone to re-listen passively 
on the new medium that is podcasting. Thank you so much there, Helen, and um, have a great week, everyone. Thank you.